Welcome back. You're watching AFT Tool Tips with Dr. Terry and Dr. Annabelle. Welcome back, guys. We're going to give you some helpful nuggets and tool tips. Um, just your little weekly dose of EFT help. And Terry, what have you got cooking for us today? All right. So one of the questions that we get asked often as supervisors is how do I get my clients to agree to recording and taping of sessions, which is, as we all know, really crucial and essential to developing our skills as EFT clinicians. So we just want to share with you some of the things that we found that have worked for us and wanted to share those things with you. Awesome. Yeah, that's probably one of the number one questions that I have therapists ask me, how do you get clients to agree to record? It feels so daunting, I think, for the therapist. And, and hey, what I remind everyone is if you've ever seen, and this is part of my spiel too, is that if you've ever watched a movie or a TV show about therapy and you see psychiatrists or therapists, they're all recording their sessions. So it's like standard practice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of the first things that really helps me the most is I just include talking about taping of sessions right from the get-go. It's in my paperwork that I send out right in the beginning, and we talk about it as part of informed consent right from session one. And I say basically the same thing that you said. Part of my practice, part of what I do is I tape my sessions from time to time. It's how I grow as a clinician. I really think that it's important for part of our work too. I'm always wanting to be the best I can be. And then I actually would get to see some of your session time, even outside of session, like a second viewing of what's going on. So you're getting even a little bit of extra help along the lines there too. How about for you, Annabelle? I love that. That's really awesome. And I do the exact same thing. And we are required to disclose this in our informed consent. And I have this in my intake paperwork as well. And really, it's like towards the end of my intake paperwork, and I have a little blank that they have to initial if they don't want to be recorded. Ironically, all of my most difficult yeah. couples don't want to be recorded. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> what I do tell, yeah. um, you know, I find it's easier to, if you're an intern or you're just starting out, it's easier to just kind of slide it in there. Um, in the informed consent, it's a really easy way to go about it. And then if they don't, check off on it. I don't usually, you know, if they check no, I don't really go over it unless I really feel like I want to go back and try to convince them to. But from the get-go, it's the same thing. I, you know, I let them know if you've ever seen a movie or TV show about therapy, I've noticed most therapists record their sessions. It's pretty standard practice. I do record my sessions from time to time. It helps me be able to go back over sort of the game tapes and see what I might have missed. But also I just wanna be a really awesome therapist and I need to be able to go to my mentor and have them look at my work and then they can say, oh, Annabelle, you missed this or maybe you could have done that better or try doing this. They're really focusing on me and not you as a couple, but it just helps me be able to grow and be awesome. And you know, if we ever get stuck, then you get like a free extra set of eyes looking at it, you know, and my mentors, you know, highly trained and master clinician. So you get the benefit of, you know, second pair of eyes on it. And most of them are just like, okay. All right, sure. Yeah, no most of the time, that's so true. Most clients kind of don't even really bat an eye 
Um, what I've found is if I'm calm and confident about the ask, like if I know why I want to tape, then that's so much easier for me to communicate it if I can keep my focus there on what I'm doing. Um, when I was chatting with my supervisees about this, like, hey, y'all, what feels really tough? What, what gets in the way if you want to ask for taping? What are those sort of stories that are coming up for you? And there's a couple of ones um, that I've heard that I'd love to share too. So just in case this is something folks are struggling with, um, maybe this would be really helpful. Um, so one of my supervisees said, that she gets really nervous because she worries it's going to put the clients out. It will feel intrusive. It will feel like pressure that they'll somehow feel worse, feel bad for having the tape, for having sessions being taped and that sort of thing. So she's providing them like a protective function. So she's protecting them. Um, now they haven't actually had a chance to say no thank you and sort of set that boundary themselves but she's gone on and sort of told herself the story that they don't want to do it and that it would be putting them out in some sort of way and and we're not talking about putting a camera like right in their face we're talking like right a little discreet, <laughs> yeah it's a little discreet camera somewhere um some therapists get like almost like nanny cams <laughs> that they use that's very discreet <laughs> And, you know, I love what you said. It's kind of only as big of a deal as we make it. You know, if we roll in cool as a cucumber and act like we know what we're doing, like we own the joint, they're going to feel calm and cool. And they're like, okay, great. I'm in good hands. Yeah. And great. if we go in like, uh, are you sure? Like it's, you don't have to, like you probably, probably you shouldn't, you know, consent. And they're going to be like, oh, something I don't want to, that seems like maybe not such a good idea. So one of the things we do in that, cause it's really like a self of the therapist uh, thing at that point, it's really not about the, the clients yet is, so why do you think you need to take? Like really ask yourself that question. Why do I need to take? What is my ask really about? Like if it's just because my mentor is telling me I have to, I mean, that is a reason to need to take, or you want to get certified or be a supervisor, something like that. Like there are those like structural reasons. But what I really found is when you find a personal reason as a clinician that you want to take, then that's going to be so much more comfortable for you. And it'll be so much easier than to ask. Like I like to take because I want to be the best therapist I can be and reviewing my work helps me to do that. And that's through taping. That's right. You got to really own that part of you that's, that says, I want to tape, own the reasons for wanting to tape, and it'll come across very confidently to your clients. I dig that. So true. And then the other main one that I've heard is um, clinicians saying like, that feels really embarrassing. I don't want anybody to really see my work yet either. I want to get a little bit better at this or get a little bit more solid in the model before I record sessions before I'm going to show them to anyone. And so there's some kind of nervousness, which I completely get. I mean, right. I, I know we've both been there. We've taped some doozies of a session, like, holy cow. If anybody <laughs> sees this session. Yes. But what's funny Every once is in a while, I'm like, oh, I was totally stumbling here. This totally sucks. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and it feels like we don't tape the ones we're like, oh, I wish I had taped that. I wish I had taped that one session. But I think, um, I just think that's a human thing. I think we all worry about what the 
mentors and other clinicians, our colleagues, think of us because it matters to us. We really do care about this work and about doing the best that we can. And so the thing that I think about the taping is whatever comes up, whatever ends up on the tape, it's going to be helpful. Like that one moment in that one session is not going to get you booted out of therapy or booted out of the EFT community. They're all learning and growing experiences. Even the things that I've thought, oh my gosh, about my supervisor and mentor all through was like, you've got this, here's some things to help, what was happening for you, like they're all used for our growth at the end of the day. Yeah, and we've got to set realistic expectations. When we're going into trainer and trainings and we're watching tapes of supervisors and trainers, I mean, those are people who've already been where you're at. You know, we can't roll onto the scene and expect to be master at EFT, you know, so it's just unrealistic to think that our first tapes are going to be like magic, you know, and it didn't take the trainers. They didn't just get born into their career knowing how to do this. You know, they went through hours and hours, tens of thousands of hours training and learning how to do exactly what you're doing now, taping their sessions, watching the tapes, you know, learning from their clients, learning from their experiences. So it, it may feel vulnerable. It is vulnerable, you know, but we're all in it together. And I promise no one's going to be laughing at your tape or saying, oh, you totally suck. Said no one ever <laughs> because we've all been there. <laughs> so true. I love what you said too. Um, and I hadn't really thought about it like this, but like if we're comparing our sort of beginning to other people's mastery, of course we're going to feel like oh no there's no way I can show this sort of thing but if we really just think like this is developmentally appropriate we have to start mm -hmm. somewhere and kind of like enactments start in the beginning don't wait until it gets to stage two and then have this big sort of thing like if we just start doing it now then before the risks are high like a certification tape or a supervision tape we've already got a bunch of sessions you know, under our belt, getting more and more comfortable with having the camera off to the side, even for ourselves in those kind mm -hmm. of places too. That's right. That's I mean, I started, story. I got like an iPad Pro and I started recording with it because it just sits on my desk and I put like a black piece of construction paper over the screen, not blocking the camera hole, but just on the front so that clients aren't like seeing themselves and like worrying about, Oh my God, how am I going to look? <laughs> yeah. You know, some, some therapists use little GoPros. I mean, I've been trying to find better nanny cams. Like it's either you have really good audio and no video or you have really good video and terrible audio. So, you know, I thought like if I could just hide it in a clock or something, then it would be so easy. But, you know, it's, it's totally okay. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And to the other thing to think about too is that you know, the other thing about the tapes you see in trainings are also the glory moments. They're not showing you their mess ups and they do still mess up. I mean, trainers still struggle. They still have cases and they get together, you know, with, with people that have skills on their level that they can grow together. Supervisors, we still struggle. Certified people still struggle. I mean, every step of the way, there's a different struggle that you're going to have. And so, you know, just don't be afraid to have a mess up. It's normal. <laughs> yes, it's so true. And in fact, 
I think that the, the tapes that I've had of where I'm struggling the most, some of those have been the most helpful sessions that I've taped, getting help with those things. My mentor used to say to me, um, it's great that you've got good tapes, keep them. But I want you to bring to session the places you're really stuck, the places where you're really struggling with yourself of the therapist stuff. Like that's where we can really work. So I'm not worried about the other places. Those are great. And we'll look at those for like, if they're a keeper, you know, for whatever those things are, but to grow you as a clinician, these ones that are really hard for you are actually the most beneficial to bring into supervision, to bring into mentorship and consultation. That's right. They're not looking for your glory moments. <laughs> and sometimes Wait, it makes it even harder sometimes. I know. I know. And, you know, sometimes when you think that you did a terrible job, you watch the tape, it really wasn't as bad as you imagined it. I mean, I had supervision with my mentor a couple months ago and I was like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Like I just totally stumbles one of the most difficult clients I've ever had. And when I showed the tape, I was like, wow, I didn't stink as bad as I thought I did. I actually wasn't so bad. <laughs> That's, that is so true. It can actually be pretty validating that in the moment when all the emotion is there and we're just trying to track and maintain our focus and use the tango, any of those things, that's what we're focused on. We're not observing the session from the outside in. And it's, it sometimes can be actually a real help and a boost to our confidence because we're like, oh, I am. I'm doing the model. I'm showing up. I'm, I'm working through this with the couple. It wasn't maybe so bad after all. Yeah. You know, 99.99% of the time when I see my supervisees tapes, they were nowhere near as bad as they imagined. Like they were actually pretty decent, pretty good. And I'm like, you did fabulous. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And, and the other thing maybe um, that's helpful too, is to know like your supervisors are for you. Like I am so for, my supervisees, like I'm rooting for them. Like this isn't a place to like point out what's not going right. Like, yes, there are certain didactic sort of things that we want to make sure conceptually we're getting EFT and staying on track, but we are for your growth and cheering you mm -hmm. on and want you to do well and want to point out the things where you are having strengths, you know, where we've seen you grow also. And it feels so good, doesn't it? Like to watch people grow in the model. It's the best does. feeling. It feels amazing. Mm -hmm. And it feels good to grow in the model when you've had that new, like even the therapists need a new change experience, you know, that a corrective emotional experience. And we get that and the light bulb goes on. We're like, oh, I get it now. It's awesome. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Oh, Sweet, guys. So, yeah. Right. So Terry, you're on Instagram. <laughs> Tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me at Dr. Terry Murphy on Instagram and on Facebook, actually. Same thing. Sweet. Dr. Terry Murphy, T-E-R-I. But of course, you'll see that in this video. And, you know, don't forget to follow us at We Heart Therapy. And it's now a podcast, so you can find it on iTunes. And make sure that you join the conversation, um, you know, when we post this on Facebook or whatever, make sure that you join in and you talk about maybe what your spiel is, how you tell, you know, get clients to record and uh, get a conversation going, guys.
Thanks for staying tuned and we will catch you next time. Hi everyone.